Oh, let me close the uh, curtain. Oh, well, we already started, so <laughs> Evan's going to go close his curtain. Good morning, <laughs> good afternoon, and good night to everybody, whether you're watching live or on demand. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. Devin's Wi-Fi uh, is is playing like the Texans did yesterday. Uh, not well. Yeah, no, no. My Wi-Fi decided to uh, take a knee on the podcast today. It uh, does not want to participate in any any ways necessary. It's it's going through it, but we're going to find a way to get through this. So just hang so in speaking there. Of, speaking of getting through and hanging in there, uh, how'd your fantasy weekend go? How are we looking? You know, I'm alive. Uh, the leagues I needed to win in, I'm winning, basically. Well, there's a couple I didn't need to win. I have one where if I lose, I'm still going to be the one seed because of just how the points are falling in my way. Um, biggest league I should win as long as the Patriots don't drop 50 in terms of their defense. So that'll be good. Our pod leagues are resurrected from the dead, so I can't complain about that. So, you know, all yeah, all in a, well in a league well. where we started one and five with McCaffrey going down, Logan Thomas going down, Julio Jones, just to name a few. Um, we went from one and five to six and six. We'll be seven and six at the end of the day today. And we'll be in a playoff spot. So uh, next week we actually go against uh, Fantasy Turf Nate for basically whoever wins they're in. And I think the loser might be out. So we'll see. We'll have to at Nate and uh, see how that goes. Yeah, It'll, It's spooky. It's spooky out here. I secured a buy in one of my leagues, hoping I can get one in the other in a league we're in together. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, so let's get right to the recap. Let's uh jump on into this football weekend well we'll start with thursday we'll start with the boys we them boys here we go <laughs> we beat the saints that's about it we didn't look particularly great um everyone felt like it should have been a blown up but i feel like that's happened a lot this year i feel like in games where we've kind of not even just the Cowboys, just in general, when you and I or everyone all around would be like, oh, this is going to be a blowout game. It's usually the complete opposite. It, it all started with the Cowboys and the Bucks, you know, day one of the NFL season. Bucks were supposed to blow us out and it ended up being like a insanely good game and, you know, slightly controversial to the whole Godwin thing. But you scratch that out, it's still a really good game in the end. Um, we won 27-17. Um, I think Dak hits CD on a touchdown. CD turns the right shoulder on fourth down. Uh, Taysom Hill threw four picks, tore a ligament in his finger, but it looks like he's going to play through it. Um, Dak threw for 238, a touchdown and a pick. Tony Pollard broke off a big run for a touchdown. Zeke still playing hurt. I really thought he should have got this night off. Um, I didn't think he was really needed in this game. The Saints offense is just one that particularly scares me, per se. You know, Camaro was out. Jameis has been out. Even if Trevor Simeon came in, I wouldn't be afraid of him. Um, I'm pretty sure two or three of their starting tackles were out. Um, they're just a beat-up team. They're on a bad losing streak. Yes, playing in the uh, Metrodome. The Superdome is a tough place to play, but I think – we would have been fine sitting Zeke. Um, Taysom Hill ran for 101 yards, so there's that. But you're not going to win a game. You're going to throw four picks. Yeah, it was a rough day for the Saints. Um, I could have told you that. Uh, we could have told you that last week. I could have told you that two weeks ago. The Saints are down bad. They are not 
they're, they're, they're not who we thought they would be at the start of the year. Jameis going down hurt them. Alvin Kamara being a AKA uh, a wall for the last six weeks. Isn't very helpful to their cause. Um, the star of their offense currently is Deontay Harris and newsflash. He's suspended for the next three games due to some uh, conduct off the field in the off season. So not only are they down most of their weapons due to injury, they now have another weapon that's out due to a three game suspension. When it rains, it pours. Uh, Mark Ingram, congrats to him this season. He became the the Saints all-time leading rusher. Uh, Taysom Hill, congratulations. You got paid again. I don't know how this happens year after year, but you know what? Get your bag regardless. Four picks is what I expected out of this uh, quarterback for the Saints. Two touchdowns, good for him. He ran for 101 yards. That is impressive regardless of how you look at it. Taysom Hill is not a starting NFL quarterback in my eyes. He is a stud fantasy football quarterback. And it'll be interesting to see how he plays through that mallet finger injury that Russell Wilson did suffer from earlier this year. Apparently, it's not as severe or significant as the uh, Russell Wilson injury. Speaking on the Cowboys, Dak didn't have to do a whole lot this game, and you guys still won. That's big for this Cowboys offense, especially coming after the year you had last year where no Dak meant no wins. Granted, the Saints are banged up and their defense yeah. really has bent almost like think of a gymnast. They're doing a backbend every week. And at some point, the spine's going to snap and we're getting really close to that happening for the Saints. Tony Pollard is electric. Uh, I feel bad for Zeke. Everyone's coming for his head because Tony Pollard's so talented. But the uh, RB by committee is it, it's growing in numbers. And you have these two headed tandem backfields throughout the league. So it's not Zeke's fault. And he's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. It's going to be interesting to see if the Cowboys can pay Tony Pollard. Having C.D. Lamb back along with Amari Cooper is huge for this offense. They were healthier. They're the better team, and they won the game. There's not much more to it. Yeah, um, it's really nice that Dak didn't have to do a whole lot. It wasn't great for my fantasy team. But overall, um, when Dak doesn't have to do a whole lot, Zeke doesn't have to do a whole lot. I mean, you look at these running backs who are basically falling apart. You know, CMC's 25 years old and he can't stay healthy the past two years because he was ran into the ground. He didn't have a number two guy to take some of these touches away. Um, Todd Gurley, just just to name like two solid guys who were the best running backs in football at one point in their life. And just like that, they're gone. Um, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Um, look at the Ravens backfield. Look at um, who else is there? A lot of two, there's a lot of two headed giants out there that are working for teams, and your running backs don't get the crap beat out of them. Yeah, it's as, sim- it's as simple as that. So, really good for the Cowboys to get on track. I guess, um, a win is a win. We needed it. The Eagles fell off our back a little bit with the Giants' loss. Washington's starting to catch up, but a win here. Put us at seven, eight, and four. Yeah, eight and four. Feeling pretty good. Feeling like we're going to win 10 or 11 games and that'll be enough for the division. Uh, we'll take on a red hot Washington football team, but I'm not really. Su- we're having 10 days off after playing three games in 12 days. The rest is going to be really nice. I think we're going to come out and play Washington really well. As far as the Saints go, they get the Jets next week, but their season's just kind of over. There, there's not yeah. really much they can do. They've had too many injuries. They lost that big play factor with Jameis Winston. And I really would like to see Jameis back there next year. 
I I completely agree. Um, I think the Saints have no choice but to bring back Jameis Winston. And I think the big thing for the Cowboys is uh, they got a week off. Um, Not from playing football, not from losing, but from Mikey McChickens himself. Um, Dan Quinn was electric on the sidelines. Every defensive (laughs) play, that dude looked like he was ready to just be like, name me the head coach. I'm ready. Let's go. So I don't know if that's a compliment to uh, McCarthy for assembling this uh, ragtag bunch of coordinators. No offense to Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is a stud. I love Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator. He's going to be a coach about someday. Ben soon. McAdoo. I can't ben, ben, Ben. About oh, Ben McAdoo. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was cool seeing uh, Dan Quinn actually care about football in a way that's not just, you know, looking into his clipboard and not being animated. But being yeah. frustrated and blowing leads. Yeah, but speaking of being frustrated and blowing leads, the Colts didn't do it this week. The Colts beat the Texans 31 nothing, Austin. For once, there's no funny business in Indianapolis. They Davis Mills threw for 49 yards, and Tyrod Taylor threw for 45 yards. Jonathan <laughs> Taylor rushed for 143. This game wasn't close. It was never going to be close. What is there to say? What what the Texans are in a a shithole for the next five years. There's nowhere for them to go. They're at the bottom. They can't get – I mean, they could go 0-17. Oh, it could get worse. I don't think it's going to, but it's not going to get better anytime soon. There's a light somewhere at the end of this tunnel. But the problem is the tunnel's really fucking long. And I mean really long. So you're telling so, me this team won two games this year. That's what we're, that's what we're saying. They right have now. indeed won in two games. They have beaten the Titans – and they have beaten another team, another NFL football team that I the don't fact remember that who they Houston beat. is fielding this team week in and week out is a travesty to modern American football. Um, Bill O'Brien's fault. Royce Freeman and Jalen Samuels had five carries. David Johnson, the guy that they traded DeAndre Hopkins for, didn't have a single carry in this game. Like, I understand you don't want to win games. And you want to like get a good draft pick. Right, guard my French. Burkhead had eight carries, so yeah, he averaged 3.8 yards per carry. Brandon Cooks had a carry for 16 yards. Why don't they just turn him into the running back? I know he's not Debo Samuel, but I'm just throwing shit at the wall. He could be, yeah. The the Texans suck. The Texans are a dumpster fire. The Colts, again, they are a good team. Really sucked this front half of the year, and it's going to probably cost them down the line. Um, Jonathan Taylor is transcendent. This guy is going to be the lead back for the Colts for the next 10 years. If he stays healthy, well, 10 years is a long time for a modern NFL back, but (laughs) you get get the message for a modern NFL running back. You get the message. This team is loaded with uh, talent on the offensive end and their defense is stellar. Um, they won a game they should have won. So there's not much more to it. Congrats to Carson Wentz and congrats to the Eagles. I think their pick's going to get better as the Colts continue to try and make the playoffs. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, um, did you pick the Lions this week? I have the chart right here. Did you? Let's see. We're going to look, everyone. Together, we're going to look. I am pretty sure I picked the uh, Vikings. Yeah. Like so, 95% sure. Devin can no longer now pick the Lions because he missed his chance. You know what? I'm going to say this once, and I'm going to say it one more time for everybody else in the world. Shout out Dan Campbell. I don't know if he cried after the game, but if he did, <laughs> let, let that man live. Um, Jared Goff. Shades of uh, 2018, the dude threw for three scores. Jamal Williams, in absence of DeAndre Swift, you know, did enough. 
Uh, Jamar Jefferson got some carries. Uh, I miss DeAndre Swift. The world does as well. Please come back. Hugh and Gary come home. Like DeAndre Swift technically is the heartbeat of this team, but apparently not. Amon Ross St. Brown kicked in the door this week in terms of his usage. He finally got double-digit receptions. He had like 12 targets. If yeah. Goff can start throwing to his skilled guys outside, they might push They might push it and win a couple more games. This team is bad, but they're not that bad. But speaking of being that bad, Mike Zimmer. fire Mike Zimmer. Um, there you go. If I've said it once, I've said it 10 times, fire him. I don't know what's keeping them so enamored with Mike Zimmer, but it's it's ran the course. Um, you can only run into the same wall so many times before you just say something has to change. Like even the Panthers fired their offensive coordinator, didn't realize he <laughs> traded first round picks or third round picks for Sam Darnold, but that's just me. Um, Kirk had a good game. Uh, Justin Jefferson was 0 for 1 passing, so you know, wash. No, I'm kidding. Jefferson's amazing. The dude had an insane game. Uh, Thielen went down. High receptions and yards um, with Thielen going down and after getting one reception for zero yards. That was it. That was all you really needed. He had 11 receptions for 182 yards. Didn't get a t- – oh, no, he did get a touchdown. I'm crazy. Um, something I want to kind of go over in this game is that, like, look, we – even me at the podcast have given Kirk Cousins a lot of shit. There is nothing else Kirk Cousins can do at this point to succeed with this team. This man threw for 340 yards and two touchdowns. If you're calling Aaron Rodgers the MVP, Kirk Cousins has better stats than Aaron Rodgers all around. I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is currently your MVP, but I'm saying that Kirk Cousins is balling out this year, and there's not a damn thing he can do about this 5-7 and seven record. I saw something on Twitter earlier today that said um, – Teams that have scored like 27 points um, in 17 games, you know, over the course of like two years or something. And there's mm. three teams. There was the Bucks who went 16 and one in those 17 games, the Bills who went 15 and two in those 17 games, and the Vikings who went eight and nine. <laughs> like, as, as cliche as this to say, like, this, the, is, uh... this is Tony Robo all over again. Because I dealt with this shit. I dealt with yeah. Tony Romo isn't a clutch quarterback. No, Tony Romo's not putting up 35 points a game, and neither is any other quarterback. Like, you just can't. He, he had the game won. The Lions had to drive down with no time remaining and throw a fourth and two touchdown. Like, I believe it was like, what, 15, 16 yards? Something like that. Like, it was a decently far touchdown. I don't know yeah. how, how Khalif Raymond kept it catches that ball because mainly because it was right to him, but how are there no Vikings uh, defensemen in front of him? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like what? And you have a defensive minded head coach. Like what? I don't get my it. big thing. My big thing with the Vikings right now is the chargers last year lost more games by one score than like any team in the NFL. Uh, Anthony Lynn came to the NFC North. Um, the Vikings probably heard that and they said, you know what, if we're not going to be the best in our division at winning, we're going to be the best in a different way, losing games that we should win because that they are the chargers of last year, this year, like LA hasn't really had too many games where I sit here and I go, damn, we really screwed. We, 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 we really screwed up or, you know, we could have won this game, but we messed it up. The Vikings just can't win. Um, like, 
it's it's just mind-boggling the way that they find ways to lose games week in and week out. It's just it's just bad luck or just I I can't tell you what exactly it is, but it's not good. It's not going to get better. Um, they, there's got to be a better option than Mike Zimmer out there. And it's not his fault. I'm not saying Mike Zimmer is the worst coach in the world, but there's got to be some more, some, something better for this team moving forward because they can't really get rid of Kirk. All of his money's guaranteed. Thielen. Yeah, I, I mean, he's got, got a lot of money and, and he got a lot of shit for it at the time. But the, the guys played well this season. The guys put his team in positions to win. You can name a few games where it's like, oh man, Kirk sucks. Like they should have beaten the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. They should have been able to beat Cooper Rush and they didn't. Um, I don't know every single Vikings game this season. I'm not a Vikings fan, but like I literally saw all today that you know Kirk Cousins this, Kirk Cousins that, and it's true. Like the guy is really balled out this season. Like I'm a Jefferson owner, so obviously I want Kirk to you know stop missing uh, like Jefferson when he's wide open sometimes. But the Vikings they lost to the Niners, right? And they mm-hmm. let's see, they put uh, 26 points in that game. Like that should be enough to win a football game most Sundays. But his defense gave up 34. And he even he threw for 238, two touchdowns. So not not as good as a game, you know, as against the Lions, but you put up 27 points against the Lions, you throw for 340 yards and two touchdowns, you don't turn the ball over. You should be winning this football game. There was no reason for the Vikings to lose that game. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's it's just when it rains, it pours. And sadly, in Minnesota, rain turns into snow this time of the year. And they're just caught in this perpetual snowball effect because it's it's just not getting better. It's just not. Yeah, I I we were high on, a little bit high on the Vikings coming into this year. I thought they could really be a team that can t- contend. And with the way that the conferences are this year, they're still technically a playoff team, but – they gotta. They probably have to win out from here to at yeah. least step the playoffs. So they probably gotta win their last five. Or yep, yeah, their last five because they're five and seven now. Well, they need We're stuff seeing. to break their way, but I I don't that see too. it happening. But speaking okay. of breaking breaking their way, um, I didn't Nothing watch any the of Giants this game. Way literally ever. I didn't watch any of this game, but I could still tell you the Giants were gonna lose. Um. <laughs> Mike Glennon started an NFL football game. I don't know if that's something I'm happy to say or something I'm just really confused about. Uh, Daniel Jones is out with a neck injury. Mike Glennon has one of the most famous necks in NFL history. Um, Saquon had a good day. Only 11 carries. Don't understand that. Um, Evan Ingram caught some passes. That's news to me. Good for him. Don't understand sure that. Thankful. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, three receptions. You're paying him, what, like $15 million a year? Catch three balls a week. It's a lot of money. This team is lost. This team is, I wouldn't call them bad, but they're not good. They're lost. They need a change, whether it be firing Gettleman, firing the head coach, changing quarterbacks. I don't know what it is. They had no shot to win this game. Miami's defense has been on fire as of late, and people have been giving this dude shit since he was drafted, but Tua Tagovailoa has been balling out as of late. 30 for 41, 244 yards and two scores. No picks. What else do you want from the guy? He has been playing excellent football, and the team has been winning because of it. They're 6-7 and seven now. They really had a bad stretch to start the year after he got knocked out in the Bills game, and they were starting Jacoby Brissett for however many weeks that went on. But since he's been back, he has been a very usable NFL quarterback. 
I'd even say above average. Miles yeah, Gaskin, there's one five in a row. They're six and seven. They're sniffing the playoffs. Their defense is playing very, very well. Um, I don't. There's always going to be a sword over the neck of Tua. He's always going to have to deal with this because. Because next season, in the offseason, you have, like, Russ Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. You have these three, you know, top-tier quarterbacks who could go literally anywhere next season or even stay right where they are. But because there's so much speculation on where they could go, it's easily like, well, let's replace Tua. But why? The guy's done enough for you to win football games. He doesn't really turn the ball over. He's, you know, he's kind of in the same area that, like, we've talked about Mac Jones and Teddy Bridgewater all season. Yeah, Teddy had a few turnovers last night against the Chiefs, but usually Teddy doesn't turn the ball over. Two is very conservative with the ball. He has the playmakers. And that's the thing. You want to talk about, like, oh, he can only throw, like, two-yard pass. Well, if I had Jalen Waddle, I'd catch him on a slant, too. But I know he's going to break it for 80 yards. Like... You just take what's given to you. If he's right there open in a slant or right there, you know, on an out route, you take it. You do what you do to win football games. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I'm getting fired up today, man. All these quarterbacks. (laughs) Let's talk about two quarterbacks who aren't going anywhere. Well, Matt Ryan might go somewhere, but we don't know where. The retirement home? Who knows? (laughs) He's looking old. He's looking real old. Bucks beat the Falcons. Falcons didn't score any points in the second half. Um, well, you know, Brady that, that's kind of that's kind of their pick uh, six. That's the status quo whenever Matt Ryan faces Brady not scoring in the second half or fourth quarter. <laughs> He's used to it at this point. Four Brady's ten and zero against the Falcons in his in his career, but Brady continues to ball. This dude might actually win MVP. Am I gonna yeah. lie? Threw for three sixty eight, yeah. four touchdowns. And a pick that, honestly, that was one of the weirdest pick sixes I've ever seen in my life. Did you see it? No, I did not see it. I heard about it. Was it, like, it was like 20 seconds left in the second quarter. Going to half. I'm pretty sure the Bucks got the ball after the half. And he kind of just tried to check down to um, Leonard Fournette. And then uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who picked it off. Um they probably don't. Have. Oh, Marlon Davidson. Marlon Davidson kind of just jumped in front of Fournette, said, "Hey, thanks," and he had to walk six yards for a touchdown because they were deep in their zone. It was literally like, "Oh, I'll check it down to Lenny." And Marlon's like, "All right, touchdown." And I was like, "What just happened?" That shouldn't have happened. There's a glitch in the simulation. <laughs> we playing Madden? What's going on here? Yeah. But yeah, and not a whole lot going on in this game. You know, they keep talking about the Falcons being like, oh, well, they're in the playoff hunt. Like, well, yeah, everyone's in the playoff hunt right now. The Texans, out of 32 football teams in week 13, are the only team to be eliminated at this point. Yep. Everything's close. Everything's close. Anything so. can happen at this point. The teams are very, very close in that middle ground. You have your top teams leading divisions. But after that, you're looking at, one to three games separating the rest of everybody for these wild card spots. It's really tight in the contested middle ground of the AFC and NFC. Well, when they when they do like the in the hunt spot, and it's like <laughs> just like teams <laughs> at five and seven, <laughs> teams at five and seven, and you're like, oh, so anybody can go at this point, right? That's how this works. I'm going to the playoffs. That's where we're at. Yeah, yeah, All I right. just. 
What? I just the Falcons make me angry. Uh, Matt Ryan doesn't throw for a single touchdown. The only touchdown scored on offense for them was Mike Davis. I thought that dude got cut four weeks ago. I'm kidding. I didn't think he got cut. But it's just more of the same uninspiring football from the Falcons. Their defense sucks. Their offense doesn't score. Only a bright spot for them is Koo kicking field goals. Like, that's it. I don't – I just don't get it. He scored one touchdown. He had a – just one touchdown, the pick six, and then Koo got the extra point, and then a field goal. You got to be better than that. If your offense can't put up more than one score a week, you're not going to win NFL football games. So that's about all I have for the Falcons. They are just disappointing and depressing. You know what else is disappointing and depressing? The fact that everyone thinks Gardner Minshew now is the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Okay. Games. PSA to anybody that thinks – uh. Gardner Minshew should be the starter moving forward. There's a reason Stop. why T-Law got drafted in Jacksonville. There's a reason why they traded like a third-round pick to acquire Gardner Minshew. There's a reason why he's going to be suited up for the Steelers come next year. Gardner Minshew is going to be – I saw it on Twitter. Somebody mentioned he's going to be like the next Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I think that's about what he's going to be. Gardner Minshew is talented, yes. He is a solid quarterback. He came from a smaller school. He got a shot because – the Jaguars have been one of the worst franchises in the NFL's history. They've had 10 seasons out of the last 10 seasons, nine of them, they've had 10 or more losses. Only outlier was the year whenever Jalen Ramsey and that defense drug Blake Bortles to an AFC championship. That's <laughs> almost it. beat Brady. Almost beat Brady. Th- shout out Miles Jack. Like the Jags suck. And now they got Lawrence. But to sit here and say, I would take. Gardner Minshew over a guy in Jalen Hurts, who I looked up the stats. In college, the dude threw for almost 10,000 yards over like 60 touchdowns. He's got a winning pedigree. He's been a champion at almost every level of football, and he can run the damn ball. Get some pieces around Hurts before you start trying to bring in Mustachio, uh, whatever you want to call him, Top Gun, whatever his nickname is, mullet guy, Billy Ray throws a lot. I don't care. Minshew, Billy Ray Min- throws <laughs> I'm just saying Gardner Minshew is a backup quarterback that will fill in whenever teams don't have a starter, but Jalen Hurts is an NFL starter until uh, proven otherwise. If it was, say, Gardner Minshew or Daniel Jones, that's a discussion, but Jalen Hurts is far more talented than Gardner Minshew. And let's not act like they went out there and beat the Bucks, or they went out there and they beat the Cards. They kicked the shit out of a team in the Jets. It's been a dumpster fire since week five. Like Mike White, Mike White ain't walking through that door. Chad Pennington ain't walking through that door. Bart Scott is still waiting at the door because he ain't coming out of it. The Jets are good. Town. You name it, they're not coming. The Jets are not a good team. <laughs> they have solid bones, but until they can actually develop their young core and get some help on the offensive line and kind of cultivate their weapons, they're going to be winning three to six games per year. And Philadelphia, while they are flawed, are a much better team construction-wise than the Jets. So congrats, Gardner. You had a good week. Hopefully you get traded in the offseason and get a job somewhere. Because it's not going to be here. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Being an NFL-caliber quarterback and beating any sort of team whatsoever is a difficult task. I'm not going to tell you I can pick 12 guys off the street and beat the Jets because that's just not true. The Jets beat the Titans. The Jets beat a couple of other teams. And the Jets can still win games any given Sunday. It's just as simple as that. Uh, I mean, Zach Wilson had three touchdowns. 
threw for two, ran for one. The dude had a decently good game. He threw for 226. He only threw a pick. Uh, I really liked that game out of Zach Wilson. I thought it was really good, but his defense gave up 33. His uh, kicker missed both PATs, and they didn't get the two-point conversion. So Zach Wilson played really pretty well against a defense, you know, that's stepped up in, you know, the past couple weeks and played really well. Um, So I really actually like what I saw from the Jets here, but I just didn't expect them to beat um, the Eagles, especially when you throw Gardner Minshew in there. And he's more, I would say at the current moment in time, he's a better um, thrower than Jalen Hurts, at least in what we've seen. You know, Jalen Hurts still is reading the field a little bit, you know, under throwing a little bit here and there. Um, but he's a much better runner than Minshew is. He throws better on the run. Um, Minshew just basically picked on Goddard all day, and Goddard had two touchdowns, um, 105 yards, six receptions. Like, Goddard had a day. You, we kind of expected either Goddard or Smith or even both of them to have a really good day, and it was Dallas Goddard in the end. Uh, Miles Sanders, 120 yards. There you go. Free Miles Sanders. Oh, my God. I have been championing this dude for years. He tweaked his ankle. Hopefully he doesn't miss an extended period of time. Luckily they uh, have a bye week coming up next week, but you see what happens, Nick, whenever you give your talented playmaker, the ball, Miles Sanders is a breath of fresh air. I love this dude. He's so good at just, just giving the ball. He's going to produce positive outcomes while he's healthy Um, for the jets. Bring back Michael Carter ASAP. I miss him. Um, Michael, come home, uh, please. Uh, I know you're hurt, but looking at their rap sheet of runners from this week, Ty Johnson had one carry. This dude was legit like a fantasy, like Messiah two, three weeks ago. Like he was getting like <laughs> 12 targets a game or something. Tevin Coleman shouldn't be starting for any NFL franchise at running back right now. Cause you know, there's a shelf life for like five years for the elite dudes. This guy was elite for two years behind Devonta, Freeman, yeah, that's the guy that played for the Falcons. Think so? Yeah, yeah. Devonta Freeman, he was sitting behind him, so it's like, I, I, I just, I, I don't know, I don't get it. Um, just please give the keys to Michael Carter. I'm not asking much. Elijah Moore is continuing to break out. Congratulations to him. He's the most talented receiver they have. Uh, free Corey Davis. My guy can't stay healthy. Breaks my heart. But on to the next one, I guess, because this game. <laughs> It was what it was. Yeah, the poor guy's going to get surgery on his uh, his groin. He'll so he'll be out for the year. But um, if he's back with the Jets, the Jets next season, paired with Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson has a year under his belt. He could do well. We'll see. Speaking we of doing see. well, my prediction of DeAndre Hopkins is back. I told you, man. I said DeAndre Hopkins is going to score a touchdown this week. If he's back on the field, he's scoring a touchdown. And it took about two minutes into the game, and I was right. <laughs> the fact that no Cardinals pass catcher had more than two receptions kind of bummed me out a bit. The fact that Kyler only threw 15 times is indicative of how bad the Chicago Bears are. This game was never in danger. The Cardinals just kind of walked in, stepped on their throats, and said, hey, fire Matt Nagy while you're at it. Andy Dalton is is not that dude. Um, David Montgomery, welcome back, buddy. 21 carries, 90 yards, and a score. Um Added eight receptions for 51 yards. Love, I love seeing Dave Montgomery do well. Yeah, I hate the fact that Darnell Mooney finally cooled off. I added him in the Yahoo League, and <laughs> it shouldn't matter. I think I'm still going to win that matchup, but it's just tough. 
They are uh, the Bears are four and eight. Khalil Max out for the year. Matt Nagy's still employed. I don't know what Bears fans have to look forward to. Um, shout out David Montgomery because he's the only person that I think I can actually compliment on their performance this Sunday. James at this Conner, point, I, at this point, I feel like at the end of the season, it'll be Zimmer and Nagy gone. I feel like it has to be at this point. Um, I feel like when you're at week 14, what's the point at this point? Just let them run their course. I never yeah. really stood firing guys in the middle of the season unless you really need to make that change now. If you thought you could turn around and, you know, maybe it almost makes sense for the Vikings if they felt like, you know, they can make the playoffs and they could turn around right now. But if they don't have a solid option they think they can put there, Mike Zimmer technically has won games this season. So fuck it, I guess. But that loss to the Lions is huge for them. Um, at least Mag- Matt Nagy has that over Mike Zimmer. He beat the Lions. He also beat COVID. So 2-0 for, for Nagy at this point. It's just... There you go. Maybe maybe they could like orchestrate a trade. Nagy. No, dude. Hear me out. <laughs> Vikings and the Bears. Two-team two deal. I give you... Matt Nagy and three deep dish pizzas for Mike Zimmer and four Golden Gophers. Who says no? Who says no? It's on the pizza. It's deep dish. It's it's Chicago. I can't even do the accent. Sorry if I offended any viewers, but it's just this is bad. Um, get rid of them both. Um, I'll, I'd rather see I don't know Brett Favre coach the Vikings <laughs> at this point. Hell, call Philip Rivers. He'll coach the Bears. Might not be pretty, but you know it'll be better than watching Matt Nagy chew on whatever the hell he's chewing on. We'll do it. Clipboard. We're down. Well, yeah, we're, we'll we'll do it. Halfback dive, PA end around, PA crossers. I know my way around a playbook. Don't ask me what my scheme is. I'm just trying to win. Fighter two live banana. Speaking of just trying to win, Trevor Lawrence is fighting. Oh no, never mind. Speaking of just trying to win, you skipped your own team. I almost did. Pardon me. Speaking <laughs> of just trying to win, um, Chargers really try to not win a lot of the time, but thank God for uh, that fumble recovery pick six, whatever it was, the Chargers defense capitalized. Um, this could be the matchup that we look at for the next decade of saying who's the best quarterback in the league in terms of like, or like, you know, the whole Brady Manning debate. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be the case, but it, it it's in the works. These two dudes were drafted in the same draft, three picks apart or no, five picks apart. Um, Burrow had a decent day. He had two picks. One of them is all on Jamar Chase. I guess the, they didn't paint the stripes in the ball this week, so we couldn't see it well. So we dropped it. Um, that's bad. Um, Mixon was contained, which is really nice to see after we contained Nuji Harris last week. Fun fact, the Chargers now are no longer sporting the NFL's worst rushing defense. We're still bad, but we're not the worst. We're probably second worst now, but we're not first. Let's go. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like a, You go from Rams defensive coordinator to worst rush defense in the league, and I get that might be like a player issue or something like ex- execution problem. That's still a little crazy to me. Their pass defense is great, though, so... He went from he went from Aaron Donald to Jerry Tillery. I'm not going to blame Brandon Staley for our defenses <laughs> and capability to stop the stop the run. Jerry Tillery's been great, and we have we have some we have some good pieces, but it's just it's not the same output because Aaron Donald he, the, the gravity he commands that dude changes a game plan just by be, existing. 
Austin Eckler couldn't hold on to a football. He scored a touchdown, so that made up for it. But, man, he's got to figure guitar. it out. He's got to figure it out. Justin Herbert, again, electric. Threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns. He's leading the league in 300-yard uh, passing games with at least two scores at seven. Um, that's pretty darn good. Um, Mike Williams, welcome back, buddy. Five for 110. Jalen Guyton with a touchdown. I'll take it. Keenan Allen, he's on the COVID list now. He had two scores. This is what I like to see from the Chargers. Our defense is not going to hold teams below 20 points most weeks, so the offense has to get into like the 25s and 30s. The defense did enough. Um, the Bengals really came out flat. I was, I wasn't surprised. I, I, I said last week I am picking the Bengals because if the Bengals win, I lose nothing for the pod. If the Chargers win, I gain everything because you picked the Bengals as well. I'm not losing ground, and I, I needed them to to show it to me. The Chargers have been on a down, down spin for the last two three weeks. And we stabilized. We were able to walk in there, punch them in the mouth, and it got ugly in the middle. Yes. But they figured it out. And then we closed out that fourth quarter dominantly. We shut them out in the fourth, and we dropped 17 points for ourselves. So going into this back stretch of the season, I'm looking forward to see how they finish out because they should be a dangerous wildcard team moving forward. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Um, give the ball to Austin Eckler. Um. Yeah, I also have uh, one more point on the Chargers. I know <laughs> a, a couple weeks back you're talking about like, or uh, Justin brought up. What do I see happening with Mike Williams? We're gonna tag him until we can't tag him anymore. You're not gonna find sense. a wide receiver. You're not gonna find a wide receiver two of his talents. It's it's gonna be real hard because he's gonna command a lot of money. But we ta- we we franchise tagged Hunter Henry for a year. I'm totally fine using the tag on Mike Williams until we can't. It sucks for him. I, I hope he gets paid, and I hope we can pay him. But until that bridge is crossed, we got to keep him until we can figure out who that third guy is. Because I don't, I don't trust Josh Palmer yet. I don't trust Guyton fully. We need to figure out. We 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 need to get a guy in the draft this year. I'd like to spend a top three pick, like first through third round, on a speedster type dude that we can just slot in alongside Mike and Keenan. So I think that would fully unlock. Whoever has the Tyreek Hill comparison, pick that guy. Nah, probably not. <laughs> that doesn't Shout always out pan to out. T. Higgins though continues yes. the ball. Nine receptions, a buck thirty-eight, and a touchdown. Joe Mixon scores a touchdown for his eighth straight game. Hurt his Dude neck. Ballin'. He did injure his neck during the game. Hopefully, he doesn't miss time. Shout out Joe Mixon for my fantasy team. Shout out T. Higgins. <sighs> Rams beat the the Jags. I wouldn't say they beat them. I'd say they uh, brought them behind the proverbial woodshed and beat the ever living crap out of them. Granted, I don't I, I don't fault the Jags. There's some pretty popping uh, chilies and Applebee's in the area of L.A. So I think Urban was just his mind was uh, kind of sailing on him a little bit. Can we just talk about how Urban Meyer kind of like yanked the rug out from James Robinson in this game after he fumbled just to give Carlos Hyde nine carries, watch him fumble and score a touchdown? It just happened again. Like Robinson fumbles, that's it. But like, what do you want the man to do? He's being tackled by Aaron Donald. It's just not fair. And, he, and he's been like questionable for like a month. So obviously he's beat up a little bit. I would fumble too if Aaron Donald – Aaron Donald looks at me, I'll probably fumble the ball. Like what do you, what do you expect? You can't 
I mean, I get it. They drafted ETN, so they're probably aren't. They already feel like they're on their way out with James Robinson because it'll be probably ETN over Robinson most of the time. And if it's Carlos Hyde over Robinson now, it's going to be ETN over Robinson. So they're just getting they're getting started early. I, I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. You know, Sony Michelle ran for 121 yards. What fucking year is it? Hey, Sony Michelle is not a terrible running back. Coming from a guy that had him rostered his rookie year, he shout out Sony. He helped lead me to a chip, but he's talented. He obviously during the draft process was evaluated at a higher clip than Nick Chubb. There was a reason for that. He kind of got the short end of the stick out there in New England. Like Damian Harris came in, they're like, oh, "Okay, Sony, no thanks." Like. New England's offense doesn't really lend mo- mu- much to the explosiveness of certain players, especially running backs. You're running a zone read or you're running like a dive. You're 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 pushing the ball. You're not there to break and break out in an offense. Um, shout out Sean McVay for being kind of an asshole. Um, before the game, the Rams were like, "Yeah, Daryl Henderson's active. Yeah, for sure." Anybody that started him, I'm so sorry. I was lucky enough to pick up Sony Michelle in some leagues, especially one that I had Henderson. And I was asking Austin, like, what do I do? Luckily, I started Sony Michelle. He balled out. Fun fact uh, the Jags' leading receiver was Laquan Treadwell. I don't know if I'm in a time machine. Maybe Urban Meyer thinks it's 2014. LaVisca Chenault should have had more targets than what he had. It's just a gross mismanagement of the assets and pieces that the Jaguars have. And I, I know it's early, but free Trevor Lawrence? Question mark. I don't. I, I don't know. If Urban Meyer's the head coach next year, I don't understand football, and I'll just I'll just admit it because I don't see any upside to keeping him. I don't see any. There's no greener grass with Urban Meyer being an NFL head coach, in my opinion. I've, I haven't seen a single thing this year besides maybe the kick six by Jamal Agnew against the Cardinals, where I was like, "Damn, the Jags seem kind of fun." It just seems really, really sad. You know, CJ Beathard had a carry. Good for him, man. I hope he's doing well. That's the Jags uh, franchise in a nutshell. He averaged almost the same yards per carry as uh, Carlos Hyde. I'm surprised uh, Meyer didn't throw him in for some carries. Like, what are we, what's going on? Like, (laughs) the discussion all had three carries for a yard. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Cooper Cup, eight receptions, 129 yards, a touchdown. Matt Stafford, two. 95 three touchdowns exactly what you would have expected the rams absolutely annihilating the jags they needed to get this win they needed to get back right they have to go to arizona next week they had to win this game they had to make it not look close they did exactly what they were supposed to do moving on the washington football team oh man washington football team's on fire they beat the Las Vegas Raiders 17 to 15. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the refs are against the Raiders or the refs are against this, the refs are against that. Kenyon Drake's out for the season because his ankle got rolled up on. Uh, Logan Thomas is probably done for the season because Yannick and Gawkway blasted him in the knee. Um, but outside of those two injuries, there's always penalties that you can go back to and say it was a bad call, this and that. Taylor Heineke threw 196 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. Probably should have been two picks. Trayvon Morick dropped a huge interception that would have probably ended the game for Las Vegas. Um, Terry McLaurin 
three receptions for 22 yards. Thanks. Um, Antonio Gibson, I was high on this dude his rookie year. I loved him last year. I still love him this year. 23 carries, 88 yards. Um, Derek Carr throws for 249 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Josh Jacobs runs in for a touchdown. Hunter Renfro, nine catches for 102 yards. Um, somebody on Twitter pointed out that this might not be so much as a um, a problem with Derek Carr not reading the field as is he – the Raiders are being too conservative. Like, they're in an area where that um, – you have they they pointed out like Deshaun Jackson running like a cross route and he was wide open. They got exactly what they wanted. The safety pulled out, went up, the cornerback went down to cover Josh Jacobs, and he threw it to Josh Jacobs. Um and he had all the time in the world to look up at Deshaun Jackson and probably hit him. I don't know if this is a scheme thing. I don't know if you know Derek Carr is told to check this down, but there's a lot of plays that the Raiders are really not taking risks this year. And I kind of saw that in the Cowboys too, that they're throwing you know, behind the line of scrimmage a lot or at the line of scrimmage. Nobody's getting to the first down marker and then, you know, turning for a catch. It, these weird conservative offenses are just not working. It, it, it's super frustrating to me when I'm watching Cowboys games and it's a quick three and out because we, you know, incomplete pass, run, throw a screen, get two yards, and it's three and out. It's like, what, like, let's take a shot here, do something. You can't consistently go three and out and expect to win games. Um, the Washington football fans are chanting, we want Dallas. You got it. We'll see you next Sunday. You're, you're hot, but you're about to face the number one offense in the league. I don't see Washington beating the Cowboys at all. I didn't see Washington beating the Raiders. And honestly, they almost didn't. Um, the Raiders are a tough team to prognosticate about. They're a tough team to predict anything about them. They have had a season from hell, to put it lightly. Um, Derek Carr did not. He had a Derek Carr day, actually. He threw for a lot of yards. Derek Carr reminds me of Matt Ryan in this prime. I think Carr's a bit more talented than, ah, nah, that's, that's a bit of a stretch. Carr is an above-average quarterback, and Carr has limited resources right now. Hunter Renfro and him are, like, best friends. It's like, it's like it's like if uh so say you go to Costco and you're looking for like Lucky Charms and you have Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford on the box. You look at the Kirkland brand; it's going to be a Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr on the box. Um, this team just couldn't find the end zone. Essentially, they were they scored one touchdown through Josh Jacobs on the ground. Carr didn't throw a single touchdown, and Daniel Carlson once again was you know the life the lifeblood of this team and whenever you're playing a football game and you expect your kicker to win you the game odds are the other team's kicker is going to win that game because oakland just didn't have enough juice uh kenyan drake going down is huge uh i think kenyan drake was a val he's a valuable piece to this raiders offense uh josh jacobs is good but josh jacobs has never been relatively healthy for his career it's been two years now and he missed a chunk of time this year um i just they are banged up. They are down guys. They had to cut dudes dude off the field conditions. There's been tons of things going on with the Raiders and it's adding up over time. The fact that they're six and six right now is I commend Derek Carr and the coach is still there. And so they're leaders in the locker room, but it's going to get worse. Uh, Taylor Heineke, shout out to him. He's playing well. Um, 
interesting to see whenever Fitzpatrick's healthy. They're probably not going to even sniff Fitzpatrick rest of season. Antonio Gibson is playing like he should have been all year. Granted, he's been hurt, so I don't know how hurt he still is. Um, interesting to see that they also gave Gibson five uh, receptions this game, especially after McKissick went down last week. That was the big question mark for Washington, figuring out how they were going to utilize Antonio Gibson moving forward. Worst thing for me is Logan Thomas going down. Um, it was a completely unnecessary play. A guy kind of goes out of his way to lunge into Thomas's legs. And now he has a torn ACL and MCL. So get, get healthy and get better. Possibly. I guess they got better news about it today. Oh, so they're not cool. they're yeah. not too sure yet. It it's just it just really sucks. As somebody that's rostered Thomas this year, he was he really came back and he was making it an, an instant impact on this offense. Um they will as they always do, this team is resilient as hell. They will persevere and they will overcome. I just don't think with all of these losses piling up, they have any shot against Dallas next week. Um, Chase Young's out. Thomas will be out. McKissick's out. You name it, they're missing it. I don't think we've seen Curtis Samuel in any full capacity this year. I don't think we're going to see it next week. It's just there's a lot of stuff going against them. And until they can get right and get healthy, like, yeah, Ron Rivera is a good coach and their team is really, really tough. But it takes more than toughness. And this Dallas offense is one of the toughest teams to cover point blank. No pun intended. Okay. Slight pun intended, but I digress on to the next one. You would beat the Ravens 20 to 19. I, I just want to scream into the mic. I'm not going to do it for the sake of everyone's ears, but <laughs> I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hate them. They suck, but they win big Ben to a, Throwback performance, 236 for two scores. Deontay Johnson put the team on his back, though. Like, what's going on? Najee Harris. Here's the thing, right? Up into the fourth quarter, Ben wasn't doing a whole lot. He was not getting a lot done, but neither were the Ravens. The Ravens weren't capitalizing. Lamar threw another pick, and they run the ball a lot, so the game kind of goes quicker than normal. Um I couldn't even tell you that Lamar threw it 37 times. I watched most of that game. It didn't even seem like it. it seems like they ran the ball, you know, a lot. Let's see. They had 8, 22, 24. They had 25 carries. It seemed like they had, like, 90. That's what it felt like. Um, let's just get, let's get to the meat of this game. Let's get to the thing that matters the most. John Harbaugh chose to go for two. And I don't know if Mark Andrews stopped. I don't know if Mark Andrews dropped it. I don't know if uh, Lamar threw it too far for him. But the fact is that they missed the two-point conversion and they lost because of it. We live in a results-based world, and it is easy to – everyone would have loved John Harbaugh if he would have got it. We all loved John Gruden um, when he went for two against the Saints so long ago on, like, the first week of the season, like, four or five years ago. I don't know if you remember that game. Um but that was a wee John, lad. I don't remember it. I blacked out. <laughs> but yeah, it <laughs> your defense had played well up until the point where they gave up the lead in the fourth quarter. Personally, I would have liked to tie you have Dustin Tucker, you're not gonna miss the PAT. 90, 99 times out of a hundred, you're not gonna miss the PAT with Justin Tucker. You're going to tie this game. There was not very much time on the clock. You were not going to get scored on in the fourth quarter. 
you get to call the coin toss because you're the away team. So, yeah, it's a 50-50 shot, but fails that it fails. So, obviously, you have to use that in the NFL. So, my biggest thing about this matchup in this game, I'm not going to fault John Harbaugh for going for it. Um, this is a coach that has always kind of... I only have a problem. It looks like Devin froze. Other way, other way. Uh, uh, Devin froze, so he he's having technical issues. It's okay. Um, so I'll just carry I'll carry the stream for a few minutes while Devin comes on back. Um, the main reason why I don't like the Ravens going for it is because they were an eight and three team. They had a lot to lose here. Felt like they should have tied it and gave him another shot. Um. So when Devin comes back, we'll give him his chance to talk about um, the Ravens. So we'll move on to the Seahawks and the Niners um, while Devin sits there frozen. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Niners 30 to 20. Oh, there he is. I'm back. I'm back. Back in okay. than ever. So, All right, okay, so I, I, told, I told the crew um, that I didn't like um, them going for two because yeah. the Ravens had a lot to lose. They were an eight and three team. They're not like this team that, you know, had a lot to gain if they were to win. They needed to stay in the first seed, in my opinion, and tie it. Um, So I moved on to the games, but go ahead and give your take on the the two-pointer. My biggest thing with the Ravens going for two uh, to win the game, this is a team that has towed the line of uh, wins and losses better than any team in the NFL. And at some point, overtime luck eventually runs out. There's a regression to the mean that is eventually going to happen with any team. The Ravens have played for the tie all year. And yes, it has worked out on numerous occasions that you look to week one or was it week one? Whenever the Raiders played the uh, the Raiders. Yeah. And they played it safe. They went for one. They ended up losing in overtime. Um, This is a game they can afford to lose. I don't think the Steelers making up a game against the Ravens is a huge travesty. They didn't have to win this week. The teams that are in their division that are posing a threat in Cincinnati lost. They still have a one game lead on the division and I have faith they can beat the Browns. They can beat anybody else in their division. It's a weird game. It's been a really weird week in terms of weather and just how shitty the conditions are for these teams. I respect Harbaugh for going for two. Um, Obviously Lamar Jackson is one of the, biggest or the best playmakers in football maybe not with his arm all the time but you, you, you at a certain point you trust your superstars to make things happen and i'm not going to fault the ravens for dropping a game to a team that's not going to make the playoffs and probably won't really I, I i just don't see the fault in it they had more to gain going for it than lo- they were posing to lose and missing i just i just felt like they were they had the number one seed and I yeah. felt like they could have beat the Steel. I I believe that the Ravens are the better team. Yeah, it's a dumb way to lose the one seed. But in terms of yeah. there's not much pressure in terms of winning their division and making the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't think they care about the one seed personally. They they walked into Tennessee last year and smacked him in the mouth. They just didn't luck out because Josh Allen was on a different planet last year. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we'll move on to the Seahawks and Niners officially. Um, as my dog. Hangs out in the background. She'll be a, she'll be a part of the podcast. Um, the Seahawks beat the Niners thirty to twenty three. Russell Wilson continues to own the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I believe he is seventeen and four 
in 21 games against the Niners now. Um, so no matter how bad the Seahawks are, Russ will cook against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, we've been saying it, and we'll say it again. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to keep starting until the Niners were to lose, but since the NFC is so fucked right now with who's making the playoffs, I believe Jimmy G will still continue to start as long as they're in the playoff hunt. He's still through for 299 yards, two touchdowns, albeit the two picks are probably huge. Um, George Kill, nine receptions, 181 yards, and two touchdowns. Good Lord. Um, DK Metcalf, five catches. I don't know how many catches he had. Five catches for 60 yards. Tyler Lockett, seven for 68 and a touchdown. Dwayne Eskridge had a touchdown. Okay. Interesting. Um, the fake punt to Travis Homer, I thought that was an interesting play. Um, worked out for them. Got a 70-yard touchdown out of it. Hmm. I still think Russ and Pete Carroll are out of Seattle next year. I don't think there's one of them has to go, if not both. Um, more Pete Carroll than Russ Wilson. But you're the Seattle Seahawks. You've been really good for a while now. Um, your biggest thing right now is that you didn't run the ball against New England Patriots. And now you're going to finish the season most likely under 500. They'll probably lose at least one more game to finish under 500. And that's just not acceptable. They, it's just not ex- acceptable for this team. You got, you got nothing for either team? <laughs> uh, it's an ugly game. It's, an, it's just an ugly game. I watched most of this game, surprisingly enough. Um, the Niners... Jimmy doesn't provide much upside. He can win games, yes, but ha- not having Debo Samuel really hurt. And I expected a bigger day for Mayuk. Obviously, Kittle had the monster day. But if the Niners are just going to come out here and pepper George Kittle with 15 targets and hope to God they can pull out enough points to win, it's not going to work out that well. I don't think the Trey area era starts as of yet, but man, Seattle needed this. It's not going to matter in the end, but. Yeah, I think Russ is gone. Pete should have been fired last year. Nah, that's a little that's a bit of a stretch. But Pete's Pete's gone. Um, they need to figure out who the hell's gonna be a running back for this franchise. Because Adrian Peterson, he's just there to be scoring touchdowns to try and pad his all-time stats. Um, it's just it's a mess. And it's gonna be something that needs to be solved over the next four to five years. Uh the Niners are better off. They are they almost won this game missing Fred Warner and Debo Samuel. So if you're a Niners fan, don't hang your head too low. It was a weird game that had some weird stuff happen. There were some missed calls. It was a very poorly officiated game across the board. There was like a uh, DPI in the end zone on Sherfield or against Sherfield that wasn't called in like the closing minutes of the game. So the Seahawks suck. The Niners aren't as terrible. This game was a coin flip. Congrats to Seattle. You're not going to be moved to Oklahoma City this year. Too soon. My bad. But on to the next one. Last one for us. Uh, Chiefs beat the Broncos 22 to 9. When Teddy throws two picks, you're not going to win a football game because they're, look, they had a 20 play drive of 11 minutes and it didn't score points. That's all I need to tell you right there. What else do you want me to tell you about the Denver Broncos? I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm salty that they beat the Cowboys. They still have really good pieces on the team. Pat Sertain is a beast. I love Micah Parsons, but I really wanted Sertain at the time. And Sertain's a beast. Uh, Javante Williams is a beast. The Denver defense is still pretty good. They held the Chiefs down to uh, 
15 points because you have to give a touchdown to Sorensen. So they held Mahomes to 184 yards and a pick. You know, Mahomes rushed for a touchdown on the first drive of the game. But outside of that, Denver defense still played well. Um, Teddy just turned the ball over one too many times. Yeah. Uh, this think, game. Do you think Vic Fangio is on the hot seat? He probably is, right? I don't get how Fanny Pack Fangio still has a job. He should have been fired last year. Um, the guy was trying to throw Drew Locke out there on a weekly basis. The Broncos are a good team on paper. They have really good weapons. They have very good defensive pieces. Javante Williams is the future. Um, this is just a glimpse of what we're going to get over the next two to three years. He had like 100 and, uh, 178 all-purpose yards and a touchdown. The dude is a monster before even first contact. He makes people miss. He breaks tackles. He is almost impossible to bring down. So shout out Javante Williams. The Broncos just aren't good. And they regressed to the mean. They came out really hot. They went 3-0. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Vic Fangio. It's like, oh, my God, Vic Fangio, because this is who they are. This team is not a Super Bowl contender. They're a borderline playoff hopeful. And Kansas City is officially rolling, and everybody else in the NFL should be on watch. Because, yes, this was an ugly game. Wins were super high. It didn't take 400 yards and three scores from Mahomes to win this game. He ran for a touchdown, threw a pick, and didn't even top 200 yards. The KC defense is figuring it out in real time. And if they figure it out enough, they could be the class of the AFC. I'm going to say it right here. Tennessee's banged up. The Bills are having an identity crisis with the lack of running back depth and the lack of just any rushing attack. The Patriots, they are, I guess, America's team moving forward in terms of like the AFC. They're the uh, the chipper uh, good boys of, of this whole conference. The Ravens have their issues. They have no injury luck. And beyond that, am I, faith, am I really pumped to think of the Chargers facing off against the Chiefs in the playoffs? Hell no. And then you've got teams like the Bengals. I think as of right now, with all the games that have been played, barring Monday night, the Chiefs are my favorite in terms of roster construction, health, and hitting their stride at the right time. Because no one's telling me if Derrick Henry's going to be there for the playoffs, let alone A.J. Brown or Julio Jones. Because Ryan Tannehill with uh, Nick Westbrook and whoever the hell else is playing snaps for them against Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, their tandem running back because CEH is back. Daryl Williams, they're both being used effectively. The Chiefs yeah, can beat you are. in a lot of ways, and it's getting harder to find ways to beat them with especially how this defense is playing. Yeah, um, Kansas City has figured out. We'll see how they look the next couple weeks. Um, not too sure who they play. Let's see. They play the Raiders. They should win that game. The Chargers, they could lose to the Chargers, but it should be a really good game. Um they could beat the Steelers, they could beat the Bengals, and they'll probably beat the Broncos again. So it looks like a 13 and 4 finish, maybe 12 and 5 at worst for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, winning the division probably easily at this point, as they've kind of just ran through everybody they've played recently. Their defense has stepped up really well. And when Pat Mahomes has a defense, uh, that's where I get scared. When, when their defense isn't giving up what Mahomes is giving them, then they're going to win every single week. It's as simple as that. Yeah, you All never right. want yeah, you never want them to find their stride because once Casey finds their stride, you're in a sprint. And it's just I, I I don't know how to put it. It's it's like asking Usain Bolt if you get if you want to race for pinks, 
Like the sh- it's like, hey, um, let's run 100 meters straight, and if I lose, you keep my shoes, and I will give you my next pair of shoes. It's like you don't <laughs> you don't want to bet on yourself in terms of any team in the NFL besides the Bucks, Rams, or Cards right now. I wouldn't want to bet my offense against their offense with any other mitigating factors. They're just too talented and too deep. Not even deep because they got like Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson dropping passes, but it, it just doesn't matter right now. And in terms of Monday Night Football, um, I don't remember who played last week. Uh, the football team beat Seattle. It wasn't that great of a game. We're not even going to worry about it. It was amazing, Austin. I almost died four times. If you guys were on the halftime stream, you would know. I was suffering from existential dread. Um, Patriots and Bills are going to be starting any moment. Um, that's going to be a whale of a game because the wind is blowing like 50 miles an hour. It's snowing, so... And seven Patriots. I mean, it it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, game's gonna be wild. All right. So, in terms of Week 14 predictions, wow. Okay, Week 14 predictions. We're gonna go through Let's a little quick because because Devin's having technical difficulties. Yeah, so, I'm we'll struggling get, out here. <laughs> we'll get through these super quick. Um, I will emphasize this Thursday game. Thursday, December 9th, I will be turning 28 years old. So happy birthday to me, Justin Jefferson, Woo! 200 yards, smoking the Steelers. Shout out to all my December 9th babies right there with you. Justin Jefferson, toast the Steelers, give me the Vikings. Okay, uh, I'm just going to keep it plain and simple. Big Ben ain't so big no more, and the G. Harris is going to have to run for like 300 yards for this to even make sense. Um, give me the Vikings. They're better as a team. They have a better quarterback, and I think their weapons are comparable. Um, yeah, just you know, Alexander Madison's younger than Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah, blows my mind too. He's 23 in like some odd days. Najee Harris is older than Alexander Madison. Give me the Vikings. It's it's, it's a simple equation. Then we run into the Saints versus the Jets. As I said before, Austin, the Jets are not good. They are not absolutely terrible but they are not good i'm picking the saints i think Taysom hill if he plays has one of those stupid days where he drops 30 fantasy points because he felt like it um zach wilson this is a veteran defensive unit i think it's baited into some bad throws and the saints do enough to pull it out i almost thought about picking the jets but i realized if Taysom hill is going to play the running factor is enough for me if trevor Simeon was playing i would feel a little bit inclined to pick the jets um, Mara should be back that too. So yeah, give me the Saints as well. Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara back should be enough for the for them to beat the Jets. But I would not be surprised if the Jets were to win. The Saints are slippery slope is what they call it. I learned that in college. I have a degree. Fuck. Falcons and Panthers. Go birds. Pick of the Panthers. Hey, dude, Joe Brady got fired. Uh, who's going to be calling plays? I, I I don't know. Is Cam Newton calling? The, you, oh, you, you're calling the plays. Yeah, so yeah, it's going to be half-back dives to Christian McCaffrey. This is how we win football games. He's on the IR. He's not playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying give me the Falcons. The Panthers suck. The Falcons are terrible as well. But Arthur Smith, for some reason, has them playing 500 football. And I can't tell you if PJ Walker's going to throw for five passes. I don't. T- I can't tell you if Sam Darnold's alive. I can't tell you if Cam Newton's going to even take the field. This Panthers team is just—they're like—I—I I refuse to believe they're even real at this point. I think I'm in the Panthers in my head. They just—they exist to piss me off. 
So me picking the Falcons, they're probably going to win and Pat Austin's lead because, you know, if I pick Carolina, they're just like, nah, dude, sorry. Cam Stone's sorry, about it. <laughs> but yeah, give me the Falcons. Do you think Matt Rule's on the hot seat? Yeah, he's only had McCaffrey for like 12 quarters or something. It's Brilliant. an insane stat of how healthy McCaffrey's been under Matt Rule. I think he gets one more year regardless of McCaffrey's health. But if it's bad like this next year, there's no way you keep him around. Because they are in line for a full-scale rebuild within the next two years. Because McCaffrey's getting paid a lot of money, and they got to decide on DJ Moore. Um, They just got Robbie Anderson, and they have nothing to show at quarterback. So unless they can get a rookie guy in there that they can kind of milk in terms of output per dollar, it's going to have to come down. They're not the Saints. They they don't have this masterful front office where they're going to be able to just manipulate the cap year in and year out. So, yeah. Give me one more year, Matt Rule, but I don't expect him to stay on if they're not going to win games. Seahawks, Texans. Give me the birds, dude. It's, it, it, it is a – this week of the TMSM podcast is brought to you by aviation and flight-based birds. Because you know what, man? I'm picking the birds this week. Give me the Seahawks. Aviation, you know, like flying. like You know what? Yeah, Go give bird me the watching, Seahawks. kids. Give me the Seahawks. The Texans are terrible. They're eliminated from the playoffs, and it'd be ironic for the Seahawks to be eliminated by the Texans. But it's Russell Wilson. It's DK Metcalf. It's the ghost of Adrian Peterson and Tyler Lockett against a bunch of guys that I can't even name on the Texans. David Johnson is MIA. Uh, Philip Lindsay got cut. Rex Burkhead is averaging eight carries a game. The Texans aren't trying to win. I'm just going to say it out loud. They are not good. Davis Mills and... Uh, Tyrod Taylor combined for a little over uh, 90 yards last game. I'm not picking them. There's no way. There's no way in Sam Hell I can do it. So, yeah, give me the Seahawks. To give the short answer to save Devin's data, um, I will also pick the Seahawks. Hey, can you not go in the trash during the podcast? Thanks, dude. <laughs> 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 the good boy. She heard me say Texans and she was like, good girl. I think I found him. I think Bill? I found them. Okay. Raiders Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. Chiefs. It's Chiefs. It, they just destroyed the Broncos in front of all of America. I expect them to do no less against this Raiders team. Ravens Browns. Give me the Ravens. The Browns are coming off the bye week, but I just John Harbaugh can't drop two in the division back to back. It's just that would be catastrophic for their hopes. The Browns played really good against the Ravens on Sunday night. Um, but give me the Ravens. They need to bounce back. They, Is Lamar they, Jackson they pooped before the game? Last game, he had to poop, and I think they lost. They ended up winning, uh, didn't they? Applebee's in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville? We got a game ahead of this one. I'm picking the Ravens, but I'm just, I'm just doing some... Uh, some podcast research doing some recon cowboys football team give me the cowboys i am ignorant and sometimes stupid to football but how about them cowboys i'm just saying it like washington's good they're on a streak but dallas is playing for something bigger than just the division this year they can't afford to drop games especially with how contested the nfc has been at the top yeah, uh, give me the number one offense against one of the worst passing defenses in the league. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say Washington hasn't faced good passers. Um, they played really well 
over the past couple of weeks. Um, I will give them their credit where it is due. Um, but the Cowboys have to get right, and they are playing a lot of divisional games over the next couple of weeks. We literally have five games left, I believe, right? We're 8-12, and 12, or 8-12, and 8-4. Yeah, five games left, four of them are divisional. We have to win them all. Maybe we don't have to win them all, but we got to start the first one by winning them, by winning it. Uh, Titans, Jags. This is where the joke pays off. Um, there is an Applebee's Bar and Grill on 718 Thompson Lane, Nashville, Tennessee. I gotta take the te- I gotta take the Titans. Uh, Urban Myers Kryptonite is Bar and Grills. So until I find a NFL city that does not have a Chili's, a Carabas, an Applebee's, none of these uh, locations have sponsored us. Outback. Insert, insert any family-oriented bar and grill. If they're there, Urban is not on the top of his game. So give me the Titans, point blank. Chargers, Giants. Okay, I'm offended. Um, Do you guys think you can beat Jake Fromm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 of course. course. (laughs) If we we can, I may have problems. Uh, I think a lot. I think all seven Charger fans have problems. Yeah, it's just... It's just wild. The Chargers, the Chargers need to win this game. This is one of those games that if we lose, we're not making the playoffs. I'll just say it out loud. This is a win. Daniel Jones is out. Mike Lennon's probably out. They're throwing out Jake Fromm. There's no reason the Giants should win this football game. I don't care how bad the run defense is. Saquon Barkley is still beat up. Their O-line is not great. There should be no reason why the Chargers lose this game. Mm-hmm. Broncos-Lions. Broncos. Um, okay. Shout out Dan Campbell. I hate to say <laughs> it, but it's just Vic Fangio isn't the worst head coach in the world. And if if DeAndre Swift plays, my answer may change. If Melvin Gordon plays, answer also may change. Javante Williams is going to feast against the Lions defense. Um, I would love to see DeAndre Swift carry his team to a win. I just the Broncos defense is better than what they went up against with Minnesota. I think the Broncos. They still are in a fight for a playoff spot. It would be really sad to watch them roll over to a team as bad as the Lions. Give me the Broncos. Give me the Broncos as well. Um, we'll keep it short for, for Devin. All right, last four. We'll rapid fire them. Bengals, Niners. Give me the Bengals. Um, okay. They have a higher upside offense, and the Niners defense is banged up, and I don't think Debo Samuel or Fred Warner played this week. Um, Joe Burrow's going to be pissed off because, you know, everyone's saying, oh, Herbert's better, which he is. But, you know, they just lost a game that they arguably could have won because um, the Chargers let them back into it. But the Bengals need a win. And uh, the Niners, they could probably lose this game and still stay in the hunt in the NFC. The AFC is more contested and, and congested yep. than the NFC is. You give me the Bengals, too. There's the better offense. Um, if Seattle's doing that to the Niners, I feel like the Bengals can do just as well. Um, Bills Bucks. Give me the Bills. It is a close decision for me, but I think Josh Allen will tear up that secondary just enough to beat Tom Brady. I th- it'll probably be a shootout. But I mean, give me. It'll probably, it'll probably be another game where Josh Allen leads the team in rushing. Give me the Bucks. Um, this is a team that is excellent at moving the ball downfield. Tom Brady's arguably the MVP this year. He probably wins it when it's all said and done if nothing else changes this year 
Tom Brady's playing out of his mind and Tredavious White is out for the year. Uh, they lost their best coverage, dude. And whenever you can't, it's hard to replace a guy with the value of Tredavious White. So I just think the Bills have a lot of questions to answer this week. But next week is truly the biggest test. I think they can survive without Tredavious White against the Pats because they're more of a grounded pound, kind of space the game out kind of scheme. Like they'll dink and dunk you or they'll hit you for a big chunk play to Kendrick Bourne. But but it's, it's not the same as Gronk, Evans, Godwin. So the Bills got to prove it to me, and I just don't think it's going to happen come Monday night. Or not? That's a Monday night game, right? Or Sunday night? No, it's a it's a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, the I I just yeah. There's too much going on for the Bills right now that I think the Bucks can do it. Packers Bears. Okay. Um. Bears. After the last Packers Bears game, uh, I checked the Wikipedia for the Chicago Bears, and Aaron Rodgers was updated as a partial owner. So unless they were selling off team ownership like stocks as Green Bay does yearly, give me the Packers. Um, if it's well, fun annual- fact: if you did buy a stock in the Packers this year, then you technically partially own the Packers. In addition, you also own the Bears. So there you go. If you technically partially own Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers owned the Bears. So cor- correlation just moves down the chain. Congratulations, you own two football teams. Yeah, that that's true. They're probably going to get flexed out of Sunday night. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Um, but if the Packers want to embarrass the Bears on Sunday night football, go for it. Yeah. Monday night's a banger. Back-to-back bangers. Um, Rams-Cardinals. Give me give me the Rams. Um, it's so close. I've, either team can easily win this game, but the Rams have to win this game. The Cardinals can't afford to lose this game. They'll still be the number one seed, even if they lose. If they win, they probably lock that number one seed pretty close to. Um, but give me the Rams by maybe three or four points. Yeah, I think the Rams have more to gain, and the Cardinals have less to lose in this matchup. Obviously, they're very tight in the division. They're both locked for the playoffs. It's just going to be for the one seed who's going to get it. And they're playing in Arizona. Kyler's second game back. This Rams defense has been playing pretty well as of late. And um, they're hopefully going to be at full strength. Daryl Henderson should be back. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. one more week in that offense. Cooper Cup is still Cooper Cup. And I don't know. I just think the first matchup was a little weird. And then I I just think the Rams have to win this game. This is a game that if the Rams want to win the Super Bowl this year, they have to beat the Cardinals. So if you go into the playoffs and you go 0-2 against them, mentally that's really tough to overcome, especially if they yeah. were to meet a third time in the playoffs. So give me the Rams. All righty. That, that'll do it for the show. So we'll get Devin uh, out of here so he can not blow through all the data. It's, I've only used a gig so far. I thought it would be worse. So not so too bad. Always, well worth it. Yeah, definitely. Um, as always, thank you for watching. If you were hanging out with us live, if you're watching on demand, um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. It costs you nothing. It helps us get, get closer to our goal. What's our goal? No idea. But it ain't two. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to download the Halftime Poops app, you, you can hang out with us there every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. We hang out there and talk about Monday night football. Um, once football ends, we'll be talking a lot of basketball. That's where kind of the app originated is with, you know, basketball community is great. Um, if you don't follow us on Twitter, follow us at TMSN podcast, the same on Instagram. Uh, we'll work on a Facebook and a Twitch pretty soon so we can 
be all over the place. Um, fantasy playoffs are coming up, so good luck if, uh, if you have a win and in after this week. Um, hope matchups fall your way. Hope your players ball out as long as it's not against me. Devin? 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to everybody for listening. It's always a pleasure getting to uh, talk our talk and have you guys listen. Um it's a little unconventional today. I'm trying to get this whole internet situation worked out. Hopefully, you know, it won't be as uh, spotty moving forward. But uh, pleasure is always, Austin. And uh, everybody just stay healthy and stay safe throughout this holiday uh, season. Because uh, next time I'll see you guys, Austin's going to be one year older. I'm going to feel stupid young. I'm going to be like, damn, when's the arthritis kick in? Right, Austin? Oh, my arthritis has already kicked in. <laughs> oh, so, no. It ain't far for you, buddy. Um, Let me tell you. We're just all marching to that same drum, the inevitable, and <laughs> we got we you he, he, love to hear it. But for sake of uh, not going over 1.5 gigs on my first day of the plan resetting, I'm going to give you guys the word you've been waiting for. Peace.